I'm recording now. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Oh my god! Nate, that's oh, very man. you, oh bro. Like, <laughs> we, we had to, we had to be like episode two, uh, no, in, in three series, uh, three, four, no, four episodes deep, two series deep for Nick to forget to hit record. That's never happened. This has never, never happened, happened before. Well, that was the first time. That was the first, first time, time, dude. First time. Well, I feel good about that. Then you know, I feel special. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Like oh my god. Let moment. me. Maybe he's nervous because his black friend's on here and he doesn't want to look good. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, you hear that, people? I'm important. <laughs> we we have to we have to put a bunch of dead air on there just to celebrate that. Oh, God. <laughs> it is kind of like do a voiceover. This is where Nick forgot to turn record on. 100%. Oh my God! But you know, and uh, and Deem, I'm gonna call you Deem. I'm That's just because because yeah, you you know the tenth house is a cool name. But no, your you name is cool I'm, as fuck. Your name is cool as fuck anyway, dude. Oh, my regular name? Yeah. Wow. That's, a, uh, that's awesome. That makes me feel really good. I, I, I don't know. Like, when I hear thought that. Can I, I can say your name. You don't care. Yeah, yeah. Dean yeah. Jackson. I'm, I'm, when I hear Dean yeah. Jackson, that's somebody important, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly what I heard of. It, it's Kadeem, but like, I just like, everyone just oh. calls me Dean. Every so even like, better, even better. Oh, oh my god! I think, I think you're just into like black names, which is totally no, cool. That's no, like, not at all. Hey, no. hey could, my name hey, is Dean. Ben. You, yeah, oh, but you know what our sake, you ben. know what all of our middle names are. <laughs> you know what all of our middle names are. My whole family, mine, my brothers, my dad's, yeah, and my grandfather's. This is so bad. Lamar. Oh, that's lit! Yeah, all of us. That is, well, you Brad. know, my middle name is Jamar. Jamarius. Yeah. Damn, related. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, maybe that's where your soul comes from, bro. I've detected so many middle names. Oh, yeah, I can, so, all, so I can only hope. <laughs> that's hilarious. All uh, of you guys have Lamar as a middle name. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I, did a good job. In, in my own defense, I just wanted to share. The love, kind of like maybe I don't know. I respect. I respect. I don't know. It. It's good. Maybe that's very hipster of you. <laughs> it was, that's the that's the first time anyone's ever said that to me. I love hey, it. There you Nick, go, man. I love this guy. This guy, <laughs> he's pretty awesome. He can stay. He can stay <laughs> all right. forever. I forever. It. I appreciate it. He's part of the show now. Nick, I gotta di- I gotta dive in the deep end. I was talking to my I always talk to my wife before we go on, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm gonna go on this and that. Oh, who's gonna be your guest? You got a guest? I go, yeah. I go. Hey, I said, check it out. I, and I needed to test this on her. I said, she says, uh, uh, who's going to be on the show? I said, Nick's black friend. Right? And I tell her that. Just on purpose, you know, because I'm like, Nick's black friend. And I, and I know my wife's always checking me hard, just like a damn hockey player, right? And she said, she turns <laughs> and looks at me and she goes, really? Is that why you had him on there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, get him on. Get him on. I go, kind of, kind of. I said, hey, here's the criteria friend of ours or you wouldn't be on here right yeah number one never friend of ours we don't we don't invite total strangers yet anyway two somebody interesting who can actually talk and formulate a sentence that leaves most of my friends out so oh man <laughs> so i gotta start sorry most of them were like <laughs> whatever or they're conservatives or both in which I'm not uh, inviting him on, man. I'm just not. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, no, I, I do feel I, like one day you got to have one. You do have to challenge your system. I have a guy. I have a guy. I have a guy. His name's. Um, his name's. He's a retired uh, police lieutenant and detective. Oh, homicide detective of Orlando. And I, I just want to talk to him about really just be, being a you know investigating murders in Orlando and shit. 
but he is a staunch conservative man, and so it's no, like fuck him. Then he can't come on here. No, no. I, I feel like that would be a lot. You guys, that would be a very heated podcast episode. Well, no, I, but he quick. respects. He's a really good dude, and we have like a lot of. I mean, because he's like fifteen years older than me. But you know, I, he was a client of mine, and then we just got we became cool, and he even helped Neil out when Neil was in some legal trouble. Yeah. Like he's just a okay, good dude. Okay. But he's a fucking Trump supporter, bro. Dude, oh, I'm just, I, no. I don't know how to process it, man. No. You know, I'll put it to you like this: like, like, is he a Trump supporter for like the the like OD reasons, or is he like a Trump supporter for like the the money based and the like business? Not that I agree with any of it. I think it's all bullshit. But I, I, to the best of my abilities, even though I hate hate it, like I don't, I try not to hate my friends that like Trump for look. The, this is how I always put it, man. And I put it like this in one of the episodes. And it's like this for me. It's like this for me. Right? Let's say, let, and, and I, I, I have to say this over and over again to people just like, because this is the only way I know how to describe it. I have a director, right? And he's like my favorite fucking director in the world. And he's releasing a movie. And I'm like pumped about it. And I'm like, oh man, I want to go see this fucking movie, right? And I get to the movie theater and I'm like watching a movie. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie. And then I start looking around and there's nothing but fucking Nazis and KKK dudes and fucking Ooh. white nationalists in this movie theater. What? Am I going to wonder what the fuck kind of movie I'm watching? I'm going to wonder, what yeah. am I watching here? And then you're going to wonder, yeah. what is the tie in here? Why are they watching this movie? What is it about this movie? And then I'm going to go, wait a second. Am I following something that I probably shouldn't be? Because there's a tie in here that I'm not fucking seeing. And that's how I feel I with like- when it comes to like Trump supporters and shit. I, well, really I, mean, like I, I just don't have time for that shit, man. I really, you know, I, yeah. after, after how long have we been arguing with relatives and whatever for four years now? And it's like, boy, has anybody changed their mind about that? No. No. So, so far as the interest from my standpoint, I mean, to me, somebody who's doing something really, you know, good, like in the armed services or blah, 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 or even being a police officer or something. Hey, thank you for your service, but fuck off. I don't want to listen to your fucking shit. I, that's just the way it is. I, yeah. I just don't want to hear about it, man. Because you're, you're it just makes that too. You are. Yeah, and listen, I got I own it because I'm just like, look, I I know that they didn't want to li- listen to my liberal ass for the last sixty years. They just didn't want to, but too bad. I mean, I'm going to talk, and so, but the thing when it comes to what you were talking about, so far as you know, the disparity there, that that intertwinement between, well, do you support Trump because of the economic thing or the other thing? They're intertwined. Economic disparity. And social disparity, intellectual disparity, it's all intertwined. Racial disparity, it's all intertwined, man. I agree. I agree. Like, that, I uh, I would say this one, like, I don't like politics at all. Like, I don't enjoy it. Like, it's, it's an energy that I don't really entangle myself with too often. But, you know, with this situation, especially as a black young adult, you know, like, I try to be progressive with my mentality in a lot of places. But the way that there was so much tension with this shit, like, you know, like, especially just naturally, like, you know, usually you get like regular, like with Obama and John Kerry, there was just like that. We want the black president and John Kerry, John Kerry, there was that tension. But with this, it was like just tension. You know what I mean? Like everybody was just, well, I, I, I'm, I never felt more uncomfortable in my skin than I did this time around for the election. You know, like I'm, I'm like a textbook black person no offense you know like like <laughs> not textbook but like people people see me in public and they assume that like i have dreadlocks i have plugs i'm a decent size i i have like resting bitch face you know so i look angry even though i'm really nice but i'm also not nice you know what i'm saying but like so people immediately you know decide their perception of me instantly so if they already think in that manner 
you know, imagine how I feel, you know, like walking around, like, uh, yeah. just in public. Like I, I, like, uh, my neighborhood, I live in a kind of white neighborhood, right? My neighbors are really nice. Like most of them, but a lot of them had Trump signs in their yard. And it, I don't, I didn't, I don't necessarily want to classify those people as racist, but it was hard for me not to think that and feel uncomfortable because there are some of them that a lot of them wave, but there are some of them that go out of their way. Not it's like, wave. it's like, you, you go, it's like, it's like what I say all the time. Like not all Trump supporters are racist, but I would say all racists that I know are fucking Trump yes. supporters. Yes. And that's just yes. a fact, man. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, let me just do this real quick. Uh, cause we got, we're talking about some cool stuff here, but I just want just cause I didn't record it. Let me get it recorded. Let me introduce you again. And then we'll, we'll keep talking about it. I feel like such a kid. Um, Preston, I didn't record the intro. We had like fucking 10 solid minutes of gold and then we just Dude, lost it. tell so. Preston I said what's up. <laughs> yeah, Preston's our engineer, man. Um, yeah, all right. good. So, <clears throat> hello and welcome to... Season two, episode four of Never Go Full Nelson. I am your co-host, Nick Nelson, is joined as usual by my father and other co-host, Ben Nelson. Hey! A show where two dudes talk about stuff that may or may not be important. Um, joined with us uh, today is a good friend of mine, a uh, dude I've known for probably close to six years now, I think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's a really cool dude. He's got some cool projects going on in here in Orlando, too. Um, the tenth house. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Welcome again. I think you're welcoming me again. <laughs> yeah. I feel like to I those like listeners. Deja vu. To those deja listeners. Vu, I, we I were recording. Like, we were I feel recording. Like I've been here before. Yeah, we were recording. We already did this. Um, I forgot to hit record like a dick, and <laughs> now, <laughs> and now it honestly helps though because in the original recording you were talking about Back to the Future, so kind of that's what we did. We're just back. You know, like, <gasps> coincidence. We're right back. You did it. Mic drop. I don't think that's a... I think that's a... What do they call that? A synchronicity. Yes, it is. That's it. it Very serendipitous of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boom. I respect Boom. It. Let me get my... I got to get my dictionary out here. Wait a minute. <laughs> so 10th House... Oh, yes. Yes. 10th House. What, what do you yeah. do, man? What do you, you're a YouTuber, right? Are you, what do you consider yourself uh, a YouTuber? Or is that what you are? I mean, like... Okay. Like, so if I had to classify myself at this point, you know, like, because... I've, I've like evolved what it is that I do. I started out like I'm, I'm basically do music. That's what I would label myself as. Right. But I started yeah. out as just a rapper and I kind of swayed away from that because I'm getting older and also just, it's a very oversaturated market. Um, and I've always just loved music. So like, you know, I'm, I'm more, I would label myself first a producer because that's like what I'm like throwing myself into. And I'm learning to DJ now because like, my my girlfriend introduced me to like festivals and like I mm-hmm. love it. I feel like that's like wow. Um, and I guess I would call myself a content creator at this point, you know, because I think when you say content creator, you can group everything I just said into one thing. You know, okay. so I would say I'm a, I'm a content creator. Yeah. I guess I guess I'm type of a I guess I'm a content creator too. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Cool. I got a new title for myself. Yeah, <laughs> or just call yourself a creative or something. You know, like it's it's a it's a broad label. Yeah, so it's not, it, we don't go by artists no more. I guess. That's I mean, you can, but I just feel like that's so vague now because like everybody is an artist. I mean, you, artist, you yeah. actually you actually literally are an artist though, so you you could do that. Like you yeah. paint and tattoo people. I have your work on my body. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you are an artist. 
Yeah. Uh, Speaking of art, I just got my hand jam done. Check this out, man. Oh, you can't see it, but Dad, you see that? I can't see you. Yeah. You got another tattoo, dude? Hand jam. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got my hand done, dude. Wow. Wow. It's, like, you know, I know, like, I'm like, I hate getting tattooed. I love it. The end result, but I'm a bitch, you know, most yeah, of the time. We, dude, because we're guys. Like, Guy, guys are complete huh? bitches when it comes to getting tattooed. Girls, I'm girls are hard as mother. They're dudes just so hardcore. Chicks are really hardcore. So well, you do. <laughs> women have more pain tolerance, for sure. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, how are things, man? I know we just said this already. We're, we were um, talking about Trump supporters and, and all of this <laughs> stuff. And, or we will yeah. be, depending on where you put this, or we'll yeah. be talking about it again. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, man. You're, 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 you're 28, you're 28, <laughs> you're 28 years old. Are you from Orlando yeah. or? or uh, no, I'm actually from from Atlanta, but I was, I kind of, when I was younger, my mom like was on some nomadic shit. She still kind of is, but like, so we ended up moving around like Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Virginia, back to Georgia. And then I've just been here the past couple of years. So I guess in a sense for the length that I've been here at this point, like 11 or 12 years in a, I'm somewhat from here. Yeah. I'm from Atlanta originally. Like that's where my roots started. Right on. So wh- where'd you go to school at? Uh, uh, here or like in general? Well, it's a, yeah. Where, where have you been? Where have you been to school at? Where'd you go to high school? I would say I, I graduated from University High uh, here. Right. That's here. So I guess we could just go from there. And then I dabbled in Valencia, as I said in the previous recording that didn't yeah. get recorded. Um, yeah. I'm a two-time dropout. Uh, huh. I just didn't do college. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, me too. Uh, yeah, so, something I wanted to say about. That is on my second go around. I went to I went to college for sound engineering, right? Because like music is what I love, you know, it's what I want to do, and I wanted to, you know, just figure it out more. Um, and while I was there, you know, prerequisites are what killed me, like doing like math that I like doesn't matter and shit like that. While mm-hmm. I was there, I was at I was working at a bar, and one of my coworkers told me like, "Have you ever heard of the Melrose Center? It's like the library downtown." He's like, "You can go there, and they teach like three courses on music." Uh, graphic design, photo, all that, like, like video editing and shit. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. I'm paying, you know what I mean? Like, literally, that's, like, how stupid college is. Like, I, I, I dropped out. I went there, learned how to do all those things, like, video edit. Uh, I already was dabbling in a lot of this stuff. And now you don't have a big student loan ch- uh, bill to pay every month either, you know? It, exactly. And the funny thing is, for like a couple months during the quarantine, I worked at a marketing agency as a creative director with the stuff that like I learned from there. You know, like, no degree. No degree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Granted, I hated that fucking job, but that's just like what I'm saying about the system that we live in, how stupid it is. You know, well, uh, Deem, I'm gonna call you by your first name. For your yeah, yeah, yeah. Your first thing or whatever nickname, Deem. Uh, the uh, I, I've been looked on Facebook and looked on some of your stuff on YouTube. It's really impressive. I gotta tell you, um, uh, I enjoyed what and I can see where you're going with it. Uh, tell us a little bit about Tenth House and what what. Tell all of us here. I I know already, but because I looked it up, Tenth House. What does that mean? What should that mean to us? What does it mean to you? Okay, uh, I love that question. Um, I'm a Capricorn, like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not like one of those people that's like the horoscope. Like, oh my god, my sign, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I do, I do strongly believe in like, like, there's just too many facts about like the shit that they say. Like, like I'll read their descriptions of like the Capricorn or something. I'm like, wow, I feel attacked. That is like me. That is how my brain works, and I find that. I'm very connected to a lot of people similar like Capricorns. Like my favorite singer is Sade, Bryson Tiller. Uh, he's not my favorite, but I, I like him a lot. Uh, 
pay, like just a lot of people I know that are cats. I'm attracted to their energy. And I, uh, I just love that about myself. Like I love that I'm the goat, you know, that's my sign and whatnot. So I, I looked up, I, when I was like deciding I was just going to be a producer, you know, I changed my name. And uh, like a producer DJ, I was like, I need a cool name. I need some shit that sounds like dope, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like uh, looking up stuff about the Capricorn randomly one day, and they were like, the Capricorn is housed in the tenth house, the highest, which is which is the highest like form of excellence and hard work and success. And that's like all I think mm-hmm. about as a human. Like I just want to be successful, and I'm very hardworking. And I was like, oh, that shit is lit. That's it. That was you know as soon as I heard it, I was uh-huh. like. That's it, and it's just like I'm the tenth house now. Yeah, and, and and a lot of your you know well the YouTube stuff that I've heard you know is kind of I think I think you meant it or it is kind of a guide for maybe uh, young people to to see hey look if you're feeling these feelings you know here's 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 the reason and and here's how you can kind of escape that and you even go so far as to kind of like tell them but you know but be careful don't listen to people like me you know whatever kind of like you yeah. know what I mean you know guide yeah, I, yourself. Uh, I, I like that so. Basically, what a lot of my videos do, like, I do, like, tutorials on, like, beat tutorials. I'm still growing on that, and I'm working into moving into vlogs, too. But I am, I think when you're a creative or an artist, I initially started off doing, like, a thing called Mental Health Mondays. I really struggle with up and down, you know, like, a lot, you know, like, depression and shit. But I I work very hard now to keep myself in check and stay in tune with, with my happiness and, do you know, like, exercise and eat right. So yeah. I, I felt like, no offense, not not even offense. That's the wrong word. Uh, like Nick, I like I like you a lot, and I I see a lot, I like see a lot of things in you. Mm-hmm. You're a very creative person, and like a lot, I have a lot of other creative friends, and I noticed that we all like suffer from the same thing. You know, like sometimes yep. it's hard to get off the couch. Some, sometimes it's hard to just do that thing that we know we'd be great at. I like like you've been killing it lately. Like like this podcast and just executing your own shop, like. You know, but I there were I feel like there were a lot of things that probably got in your way, and it was just your mental state. And I I thought about that, and I was like, man, that's I, that's what creative people sacrifice is. That's that's like the sacrifice that comes with being an artist. So I was like, I struggle with these things, and I've gotten through these things. I'm gonna talk about it, you know, because that's another thing. Like, well, health- the, I think that's what's different about your generation, particularly versus mine, and even my father's generation. You know, our, our Gen X and and the Boomer generation, we weren't a generation of discussing a lot of this stuff. I mean, my dad was a little bit more so than than most parents were back then. But even back, but but even comparatively to your generation, you guys don't have a problem discussing this stuff. It's not like it's not like you know you're sitting there. You know, like like our our we had this. We had generations of toxic masculinity. Is what it was. And yeah. your generation came through, and you you guys were like, "Well, we can still be masculine, but we can do it in a way that's not fucking completely disgusting," you know? Well, there's like a deeper, deeper explanation to that because you know, like my generation, make well a little bit ahead of my generation, like these newer kids, uh, depression, and and and, 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 and then there's also like the black community issue with you know mental health, um, mm-hmm. depression. For the newer, like these younger kids, it's like the cool thing to be. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a disconnect there. They're not actually, you know, paying attention to their feelings and assessing them. They're just like, oh, you know, like they just think it's cool to be yeah. sad because they're, you know, like they're, oh. they used, they listen to like all these new age rappers that are just, some of them are actually sad, you know, but you know what I'm saying? And then the reason 
why I feel like it's important. What I'm doing is because now it's happening more, but in the black community, like depression and mental health is something that's so like ostracized and, and, and there's so much pray, well, you know, just pray about it. You know what I mean? Like that it's, you know, it's, it's just now starting to get talked about and, and black people are so accustomed to like being told to pray about it and be strong that they, mm-hmm. they break themselves, you know, like they, they don't, they don't assess themselves enough. Now people are being more open and coming out and it's, it's just starting to blossom. I promise you, like if you, you'll notice it now that I said it, like, like celebrities are starting to try to create yeah. opportunities for the black community, but that's, that's the difference, you know, and well, some, you're right. Somebody your, your age and, and uh, somebody who's had the, got the background so far as in art, the arts, like you said, uh, a particular, you know, uh, groups of people who, you know, your age and everything like that, that it's just great to hear you out there talking about that and trying to be positive, trying to steer the conversation more positive, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought it was just pretty awesome. And I love the connection, the name and the connection, because that is, you know, the kind of our goal is, you know, forget about how you define success. That's okay. That's right. however you define it. That's cool. But, but, you know, it. It, it is about, you know, you know, that journey, and Nick and I talk about it quite a bit about, we, we kind of refer to it as our journey to become a human being because, you know, we think we're kind of, we're all born into this world and that's our goal is, is, is become a, become that human being that we're meant to be, you know? So I, I really appreciate right. anybody who's, who's working on it and yeah, old yeah. people like me, let me tell you about my journey with depression and anxiety. I can remember having depression and anxiety when I was like seven, eight years old. I didn't know what it was. I mm-hmm, tried to tell mm-hmm. my parents about it. They would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, if it makes you feel any better, there's no insanity in our family. That did not make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> because then they're just telling you, well, that's just crazy talk, you know? So I, 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 didn't, I thought I was the only one in the world who felt like that. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. felt that, and I believed that until I was into my 20s, until I was like mm-hmm. maybe your age, when finally Dude, people, that- uh, you know, you started hearing that out loud, people talking about depression and anxiety. And I'm like, that's what the fuck that is? Holy Dude, shit. It's crazy you say that. Like Ooh. literally that that energy is like I now that I'm older and I have assessed those things, exactly that. Like you know something uh like the the Sunday scaries and shit? Like I used to think that's you know, they, mm. like that's what that was when you're a kid, but low key, like when you're a kid you have more time to do things that stimulate you so you disconnect from like your actual feelings, like you just play mm. video games or watch cartoons. But I always felt that that like Evan Flisk is crazy that you said that because now that oh, I'm it's older, funny that I you named you named it up the Sunday scaries. I mean, I, I, I can remember feeling those feelings and then and it's really raw and really visceral. Mm-hmm. And you you had no idea. It was like from nowhere. It was it was mm-hmm. like it wasn't like something was happening and that made it like that. You were just like right. where where is this coming from? Right? It, it's yeah. just the strangest mm-hmm. thing. No, I, I I remember when it first started for me. It was on a school bus, and it was in it was my sophomore year of high school, and I had always battled with like anger issues and and things that that I'm still processing now in my adult life. You know, uh, abandonment and shit like that. Not because of my old man, but just other shit that happened in my fucking childhood. You know, and um, you know, I remember. I, my brother's daughter, she's got a great name for it. She calls it, she calls it feeling dreamy. And it's like mm. where your chemicals are fucking mm. going bananas in your brain and you get that weird kind of tunnel vision. And then you feel that mm-hmm. fight or fight uh, feeling. 
I used to get that all the time, and I thought there was something broken in my head. And, you know, I would talk to the old man, you know, of course, you know, his bullshit that he went through as a child <laughs> uh, developed into being able to talk to us about it as children. So, you know, right. him going through that shit by himself, now he's got the ability to pass it on to us, you know, and I can talk to my kids about it finally. That's what it's about, though. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think I, I, a good example of something, I, I, I'll tell you guys like an a interesting story. So my mom is actually now, she's a, she has a master's in psychology. She's a, she's a psychiatrist, basically, right? Mm-hmm. They're about, you remember my, uh, my ex, Nick? I think so. Yeah, so there was a time where, like, when in our relationship where I, I ended up becoming clinically depressed about a situation, right? Like, I, like, not, like, some stuff that I'm making up. Like, I actually spent two months in my bed just, like, mm-hmm. depressed, like, 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 I was falling asleep randomly. Like they thought I had thyroid issues and stuff. Right. So when I, then when that situation first happened, my mom was like trying to take me to church and stuff. Like just go to church. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm falling asleep in the church. Just like, you know, like, cause, cause I'm so yeah. de- depressed, you know what I mean? But I'm, my point for saying this is my mom, a psychiatrist, as, you know, that, that hears about these things. Like that was her solution. Yeah. That was her solution. You know go to I mean? church. Like in, in, yeah. in, Right. And now that she experienced something like that, like it changed the way she perceived everything because like I, I low key didn't know if I was ever going to be me again. And I didn't end up really getting my brain back till I started taking medication for a brief amount of time. And it was like, I literally felt something drip in my brain and bring me back to myself. It it takes, it takes something. You're right. That's a good thing you point, point out there is that um, you know, an old school family doctor told me a long time ago that when you get into that situation, it takes a little, it takes a mm-hmm. some kind of a bump. It's like to me, he said he, he kind of described it as like jarring a jukebox to get it to, you know, to get back mm-hmm. over to the side there. And, and sometimes it's a medication or whatever it is like that. And and then sometimes I've had it before when it's just like gone, and you were like, mm-hmm. what happened? And that, but that right. convinced me. That helped me to to understand that it wasn't my fault and it's not your fault or anybody's fault. It's, it's, it's a mechanical thing, a chemical right. mechanical thing. And yeah, it's your check engine light going off, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, like, yep, yeah. Yep. So that's super important. That's super important. I, uh, yeah. I, 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 I've been going to counseling recently and, and the description that she said for it all is, it's my favorite. Honestly, she said people are like cars, you know, like, cause, cause when a person goes to counseling, sometimes, they perceive that as, oh, I'm crazy or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sick. But like people are like cars. You don't have to go to counseling and stay in counseling unless you want to. Every, you know, like a car, when it drives, sometimes it's going to hit a lot of bumps in the road and eventually it's going to need to be realigned, right? People are the same. That's what counseling is. If, you're, if you, you dealt with a lot of struggles and stuff, just go to counseling and realign yourself and then you can leave for So you need it again. You know my, I mean? my counselor tells me something a little different. Uh, she says... Um, Nick, you're a fucking asshole, and you need to stop being a dick to everybody. You need to fire your wife. Your wife is your counselor. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same thing, but you know, I kind of feel it. <laughs> I don't think you're an asshole. I think I think you're very blunt with your emotions. That's healthy, you know. I mean, yeah, sometimes. I don't know where he gets to that. <laughs> yeah, anybody who's watched, the, anybody who's listened to the show, where do I get it? I don't know. You obviously have a thyroid problem. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got dude. Oh, dude, I, there's two things I want to talk to you guys about. It was Saw on Netflix, and Steph's going to hate me because she said, don't bring this up. And I'm like, I have to. 
I need to talk about it. It's fucking insane. <laughs> on Netflix, right? There's two new shows on Netflix that I kind of fucking saw. One is about this hotel Cecil in California. You guys see the video where the like Asian girl goes into the elevator and she's all twitchy and weird. And then she's like disappeared for like 13 days or whatever from that hotel she was staying at. But everybody thought she was like possessed or something. Well, that sounds no, no. Yeah. It was so bizarre. And like, there's just a part in it. Apparently, and I'm going to spoil it. So anybody who doesn't want to spoil her, don't listen to this part, <laughs> but everybody probably who's heard about the story knows what happens. Um, because it's been, it was, was a 2012 or 13. So, so, so we, I, I'm confused. I'm totally confused. So is this Netflix special is about this thing that you're talking about? It's about, about the that hotel happened? that they stayed at, this girl stayed at, and this girl. She's a Canadian. She's a Chinese um, girl. She's from China, Hong Kong. Her family relocated to Canada. They got their citizenship there. She left Canada and decided to go uh, on, on her 21st birthday or whatever it was to go touring around California. She stayed at this hotel, a notoriously terrible hotel, uh, like literally in Skid Row, uh, downtown mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Um, and she stayed there. And she ended up disappearing on her fifth day there. Nobody knew where she was. Her parents didn't know where she was. Nobody. And then the cops finally get the hotel to release this elevator video, which is the last thing that ever showed of her. And she goes and ah. she's like pushing all the buttons in the elevator and she's like hiding in the corner and she's acting all like twitchy and weird. And then she leaves, and then that's the last footage ever seen of her. And she never left the hotel. Oh, so they just they didn't find her? They did find her. 13 days later, and they were talking, the people, they were interviewing the people that were other people that were staying there, because it's kind of like a hostel. It's like an American hostel. There's like rooms where people stay together in, and then there's, it was just a shithole. And um, they said that the water pressure was getting, getting really low, and that there was this dark, kind of coloring coming out of the water as they were brushing your teeth and showering and fucking uh, drinking the water and stuff. Turns out it's because there was a dead body in the water tower. She had climbed in the fucking water tower and drowned in the goddamn thing, which they said it was because of mental health or whatever. But these motherfuckers are drinking that fucking dead body water and brushing your teeth with the dead body water. Isn't that the most disturbing thing you've like? Oh, it was so... That was so like, oh my god, yeah, whoa, yeah, bro, uh, yeah. She and the girl, the girl's talking about it, and she's like, yeah, it was like we were we were brushing our teeth, and we're like the water tasted this weird, sweet uh, kind they of don't make terrible mouthwash, man. How much would you like? Uh, holy uh, shit! Talk about traumatizing. Off. Oh my, oh god, my god, dude! I would have to like you... shave my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, did they sue? Like, like that's. I'm. Like, sh- I don't know if they whoa. didn't. They they needed to because uh, that. Oh my California. god! So so it Netflix. God bless uh, them. They made a TV show about that. Jesus. Yeah. Oh well, no. This is the next one. This one is even worse. What? <laughs> Come on, bro. <sighs> I I look. You mean it's a different story altogether? Different story. Different story. No, no. This is this is worse. Stories is but no, 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 no. This one's this one's real. Um, the two. They're both real. But this one's this one's yeah. like. I grew up my whole life, you know, uh, your dad, my grandfather was in World War II, but he was at the butt end of it. Uh, He was after, after they already surrendered, you know, and I I remember the one conversation I had with my grandfather about it. I'm like, hey, you know, what's that like? Well, you know, he's like, you know, he kind of shrugged off. He was like, yeah, I got there at the end. I was like, okay, so what did you do? He's like, well, I operated heavy machinery. I'm like, doing what? He's like, you know, pretty much just digging dead people out of uh, buildings. 
And, and that's, yeah. and then he, but he, he said it with a completely fucking straight face. He didn't like laugh afterwards or like, I'm eh, just kidding. Like that was just the end of the conversation. And so yeah. I was like, uh, okay. And I've never really put too much, you hear about the Holocaust and you hear about World uh. War II and all of this shit. And I've really, you hear about it and you're like, yeah, it's fucked up. You know, it's really fucked up, but you don't really like, up. you don't really get it until this fucking goddamn show that's on Netflix right now. I forgot what it's called. It's called like the five filmmakers or something. And they're basically 1940s propaganda films um, that are purposely designed to get to trigger responses out of you. And the very first one is an hour and a half of them going through all of the concentration camp, the liberated concentration camps almost immediately after they got there and they're filming this place. And you're seeing the people, and you're seeing the thousands, and I'm not fucking shitting you, thousands and thousands of naked, dried up, small, scrawny, dead bodies everywhere. And it, it was the most, I, I was such shock watching it. I'm just, because your, your brain... Is that the first time you've seen those kind of things from Holocaust? I seen one of those when I was things? in middle school. Yeah. And I mean, there was this one, I'm not shitting you. There's a scene, there's a scene where he's driving a bulldozer, pushing yeah. thousands yeah. of dead bodies into a hole. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that one. It's like, is it in black and white? Yeah. It's all in black and white, man. It was yeah, the I've most fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life. Here, and they're like walking the Germans through there, like basically chastising them. Like, look, look what you did. Look at, well, look at, and they're walking the citizens through like, you guys were okay with this? Like, what? and then they were leaving crying, but it's like, you knew, you <laughs> This is what you guys were doing. Like, and it took us liberating it technically and then showing them like, like this was okay. It's fucking insane. Now nah, there's, there's uh human beings where we got a long ways to go, man. Yeah. You know? Still, we just do. still a hundred percent. Still, still. Yeah. Yeah. We, the world, we're, honestly, we're, the world I think is in a just as dire place in a different way. Yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. You're right. It, 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 it just kind of like, it's, it's like a fighter kind of moving. No, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to evolve. Oh, fuck you. You know, yeah. um, you know, there's that, there's that heartless, cruel creature, you know, deep in the human, you know, I want to call some it humans, it's some that humans. reptile brain is still back. Yeah. There, man. You know what I think it is? You know? I, I heard something really cool on a movie that was not so cool. Uh, what movie was it? It was that, that stupid fucking um, Noah film. It was that Noah. Um, oh, that, that Arnofsky movie, Noah, it was terrible. And, um, but there was this line in it. There was the, I forgot what it is. It's the children. It's the, there's two different types of humans. There's the children of Abe Cain or the followers of Cain and the children of Abel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's something stuck. And I was like, because the followers of Cain were all terrible human beings. They were murderers. They were fucking, mm-hmm. they were people that were just different types of people. Like me and you and my old man and people I, f- I feel like with, they're not people who genuinely would hurt somebody. And they're all people that would stand up for other people. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's like, there's, there's those types of humans. And then there's this other type of human that is not that, like you were talking about the, the reptile switch in their head or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and, and they're just, you don't even know it, but they're capable of doing fucking terrible things. 
I don't I think, think I, I think most everybody, I think I could be wrong. I think most everybody is capable of doing something horrible in the eyes of another human. Um, oh, and, yeah. and I think yeah. there's a variety of different things that can cause us to think that eh, that's fucking okay. You know, I mean, you know, look at look at what we do to animals. And yeah. is that yeah, right? That's rough. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? That you know, I mean, you know, I'm going to eat a hamburger yeah. like everybody else, but ugh, yeah. damn it, I don't want to think of the process. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It is, that's a that's a great description of that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. So there's cruelty in in nature here. I I don't think there needs to be, but you know, like I said, I think we got work to do. But you know, us talking or people talking about it, and you know, and people can make fun of you know that kind of thing. But I think that that whole holistic movement and you know uh and i think that i think that even astrology kind of touches on it i mean not like i believe in astrology not that you're born under a certain star or you're destined to do this that no but however i think that the the basis the types of people yeah there there are those types people people you know have personalities and they trend towards different ways and i, I get it and i and, but i think that we should fight to be that best person yeah. I feel like the way the world operates, like, I don't know, maybe it's the hipster in me, but like, and just on my impasse, I really think the world runs on energy. Like, I, I mm. feel like that is really the reality of everything, all mm. energy based. And if people don't like acknowledge what they're exchanging and what they're taking in, that's where all this, of like the, the things we deal with comes from. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like my life started moving in a positive direction more when I, de- I decided I was only going to try to interact with and, and take in good energy. You know, like, honestly, like, this, this past couple months has been very, there's been a lot, of, a lot of difficult situations in my life, but I've been so adamant about putting out good things that when I, even when it feels like there are bad moments happening, a good one comes out of nowhere. I know that's, like, very philosophical, but I really think that's yeah, the issue. It's practical. People, it's very know? practical. And Nick and I take talk about it a lot, you know, is that, um, you know, you, you know, if you, if you, if you're around people who have that, we'll call it bad energy or who are just toxic, right. Mm-hmm. It's going to, yeah. it's going to get to you. It's going to get mm-hmm. to you. It's, it's, it's infectious. And mm-hmm. if it's the same thing with your thoughts. And I used this analogy before with Nick before, because the matrix loved the first matrix loved it because it's Maybe. true. We all create that our own reality right there. And if, if it's a bad one, welcome to it, man, because it's yours. And so I mm-hmm. think in a lot of ways, um, I mean, I have to, I have to guard my emotional state. I mean, all the time, I, you've got to be that guardian of your spirit. You really do. So yeah. super important. And, well, and, uh, important. again, to back, back to the practicality of what you, how you're facing that and through your lives and everything like that is that uh, you're, you're facing it by, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to help other people, you know, through this, through, through my videos. I think that's really cool, man. Thank you. Can I can I ask a couple of questions? Because, like I said, you know, before uh, I uh, I do feel like we do talk about. I mean, Steph was kind of giving. She's like, oh, no, don't focus too much on this, you know. And do it, do it. I feel like, it, like I said, you know, I, I feel like we talk about it a lot because, like I said, embarrassing enough. I I just don't. I wish I had more black friends. Black people are the coolest people in the fucking world, man. You guys like oh, really yeah, legit invented some of the most badass shit. Wait, 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 wait. Deem is black. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. No, no um, all right. <laughs> yeah, because even you know, I I think really realistically speaking, even like like just 
despicably racist people, I think, are just jealous, man. I really do. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, but but because of that, it's like, you know, it's like when I get around, like, my, my gay friend, you know? Like, we talk about stuff that's going on with the gay community and stuff like that. I don't have a lot of gay friends. Right. I don't mind gay people. I just, I, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of friends. So it's yeah. not, it's not that I don't want to be friends with anybody. It's just, I don't have, I just don't make time to make a lot of friends. So you're, you're selective with your energy, bro. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. uh, better to have roots than a bunch of like loose branches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I got into, I got into a couple of debates recently and I just, you know, I feel like, and even I was listening to the NPR the other day, and you know, they had this uh, young black guy on there, and he was talking about racism, and but he was doing it in a way that I didn't think was okay. He was doing it to where, because I think that most people want to recognize racism, um, and most people want to do the right thing concerning racism, right? But mm-hmm. because of technology and how fast everything seems to be moving and points of views and what's, what's, what's okay now. What wasn't okay. What isn't okay now. What's okay to say now. What isn't, you know, all of these movements that are going so fast like that, not only are people having, you know, especially people that don't really have a lot of connection like, you know, people in the middle of fucking Iowa and shit that are trying to make, you know, there are some people out there that are like, Oh, I don't want to be racist, you know? Um, but then again, you know, there, there are people also like me, which I hate using this word. Where I do feel like I am an ally per se. Like I, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a huge supporter of the Black Lives Movement. Not so much the organization, but the movement. And then I'm mm-hmm. also, you know, like I said, I, I, I acknowledge that my life, even though um, I've had my own hardships, there is a level of privilege that I've had um, that that people of color do not have. And I, I acknowledge right. that. But then again, there's still circumstances that happen where I blatantly have some fucking people, and it's usually white girls online, call me racist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? So is, what, what, what's your, your, what are you getting at? What's your actual question? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. That okay. was sweet. So my question... <laughs> <laughs> you dick! I, 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 I know that. Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Let me. Was that I want to savor this. I have two questions. I have two questions. I was calling you a dick. I was calling old man Ben a dick. <laughs> My question. I have two questions, True. really specifically, um, especially for your generation. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the first question I have, and I, I'll just say both of them, and you can just figure out which one you want. What? What is? What has, um, like, what does privilege, how has that affected you and, you know, and, and your generation specifically? Because I, I feel like your generation of young black men or young people of color are going something, going through something a little different than, like, my generation and my father's generation especially went through. Um, and, then, and then I guess the, the, it has racism and especially systematic racism how how has it affected you personally all right uh so i'm gonna be a little long-winded with these i guess that's fine so for the first one how uh how has it affected me in this generation like like racism or uh, privilege either or i would say like i'm gonna I'm, I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna i like this topic um the the privilege that i tell i don't think a lot of like 
people, white people in general, and especially like white dudes and girls my age or like of my age or just in general, just people in general, not even, it's not even, I don't think this is subjective to my age. It's actually just black people still, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I do real estate photography now, right? And I go to a lot of nice neighborhoods a lot of the time. I have a pretty decent car, it's chill, you know. Um, I don't, I look, I look homeless, but that's on purpose. <laughs> uh, but I'm, a, I'm super, well, I'm well-spoken, all of that. But like I told you earlier when we were first recording, I look like what society tries to say is a potential threat as a black person. You know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. if, and if you don't hear me talk or something like that, maybe you'll assume that I am, an, you know, a threat, unfortunately. And it shouldn't be or like Or as that, Trump would call like, it a thug, right? <laughs> right. And, and I, I do my best to like, not let that energy get to me, but there'll be like times where I literally have like these headphones on a camera in my hand and a drone bag. And I'm like setting up to shoot a house or something, minding my business. I'm not doing, I'm, I'm in plain sight. I'm not doing anything suspicious, you know, and there'll be like older white people or just white people in general. Some people are actually just, you know, curious as to what I'm doing, but you know, a lot of other people will come and, and I hate this. It's one of my least favorite things, small talk. They'll try to like come make small talk with me to Just figure to out what, what I'm doing. Yeah, what am I doing there? Do I, you know, like, do I belong? Like, I had, I had one lady, I was like shooting a house, I was using my drone and she was like, and she literally like made herself go on a jog or a walk so she could come talk to me and ask me <laughs> like, stupid ass questions to kind of like pry as to what I'm doing there. She's like, Oh, how you doing? Are you, are you like, are you thinking about buying the golf course? And I'm like, what? She's like, I got a fucking like drone in my hand. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, what? She's like, Oh, you know, me and my husband, we were talking. And I was like, I bet he's, I bet he's bidding on the golf course. I'm in front of the house in the street. Like the golf course is, I could see it with my drone, but like, it's, it's almost a mile away. Like if I was bidding on the golf course, why would I be in the street in front of this house? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's mm. like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and also, do I look like I would buy a golf course? You know, no offense, <laughs> not to put myself in a box, but like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, no, um, I'm shooting this house. Who said, oh, this house? I'm like, yeah, we're, we're, I'm shooting it so we can uh, list the house so they can sell it. She's like, oh, oh, okay. You know, I live in the house down there on the corner. I'm like, that's great. And she, you know, at this point, she feels, I'm sure she feels stupid because it's just like, you, you're asking me these questions. <laughs> she, feel, really she feels care. obligated to tell the black guy where she lives at, right? So she's like, right. now, you I know, but, him, but, right? now I got to tell him. And my phone number, here's my phone number. Yeah, uh, you know, so my, 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 address. my point, in, and this is just a small example of it, is dealing with that energy in, in mm. so many places. You know, like, why can't I just exist in the same place as you? Like, why is, why is my presence here disturbing immediately? I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. It happens with me too. And I, I, I've, and shamingly, I shame. Well, not even just with me. I do it sometimes, and I'm going to shame myself uh-huh. here. I, I, uh, I was, I was in my garage, and I was cleaning. And there's, I'm not going to lie, with my neighborhood, there, I, I, I don't think there are really in a three or four block area any, you know, people of color that live in my neighborhood. And for a split second, I it was like six or seven in the afternoon or at an evening, and I saw this young, uh, young black man you know, walking down the street, he looked a little sketchy. And I remember thinking to myself, well, what the fuck is going on here? You know? And then I'm like, wait, I had to check myself. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, Nick. 
He's not was, doing was it anything. Said, well, was it when you thought looked a little sketchy? Is that when you checked yourself? <laughs> no, I'm not, I mean, okay, like so, I said, he looked a little sketchy, meaning like, like you know, he was not exercising, and you know, he was right. by himself. Um, he didn't have a bag. He wasn't traveling, and he was on a street that doesn't. It doesn't. There, there's like. There's, it's not a cut-through street. You know what I mean? The only reason you would walk through that street is if you're exercising or you lived on that street. So, you know, right. and so it was just like, I like I had to check myself and be like, wait, what am I thinking? Like, like Jesus Christ. Like, you know, if this was anybody else, I wouldn't be fine. I mean, if it was like some crackhead-looking white dude, yeah, I would probably think right. the same thing. You know what I mean? But... You're not, you're not, you're not wrong. Like, let me, let me, this is where, where it's... This is why I'm, this is the, the topic that I know if like black people who watch this and stuff, like maybe mm-hmm. they may be uncomfortable. Like, all right, every race has a sub race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let me, let me, let me say this properly. And to all my black people that may see this, I am not an Uncle Tom. Sometimes, you know, that thing is what you think it is, mm-hmm. but you, you have to at least make sure you're open to checking that. You know what I'm saying? Like what you yeah. did is at least you trying to find the re- cause you know, I'm a black person and I don't like going to like, I'm, I was, I'm like, I was born in the hood, but I don't like going to the hood. Like, I don't know why black people try to glorify the hood. Like that shit. Yeah. I don't like that. I like, I like my nosy white neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Because my <laughs> shit's safe. You feel me? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, like, so you're not wrong for, if something looks off, you're not wrong for that, but just at least, you know, be in tune with yourself. And the fact that you actually take the time to, everybody does that. You know, every, like everybody is sketchy. It's like, like, you know, cautious. That's, that's okay to be cautious. Just yeah. Don't just don't have a verdict already. You know, like that's the difference. You know what? I think it comes down to, I was talking to my brother, Neil. I think it comes down to like this tribal mentality, like this, it, that, that, mm. you know, not necessarily color for me it's just oh this person is not in my tribe you know what i mean you know and and you you're automatically kind of a little apprehensive with with and so i think that's you know that's this kind of thing that's deep rooted in us but as a human race you know we're we're kind of beyond that now i think you know what i mean at least we should be in in Uh, in places in places yeah yeah. i think should be is the term yeah 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 i i but again like i don't i don't think that energy is wrong unless you already have your mind made up on what 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 that person is. You know. Yeah. Well, and it's it's probably it really important. Uh, deem I would think anyway. And by the way, I'm I'm never in the world going to pretend like I understand. You know, somebody else's position. I mean, I can only imagine. You know, it's kind of like a, a bunch of uh, old white guys getting together and figuring out what to do about women's reproductive rights. Fuck, right, right, you know, right. I mean, oh, I know what it feels like to be pregnant. I fucking don't. It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, so far as being a person of color or being anybody other than me, I have no idea. I can't tell you what it looks like looking out of Nick's eyes and feeling what he feels. I don't know what that's like. So I think that's true with all of us as humans, man. We need to respect that. And, and like you said, having that initial feeling, that's one thing. But checking yourself, that's a good way to put it. You check yourself. And then you, and how do you react to that? Uh, like yeah. your mom, your mom was, your mom, you know, she reacted a certain ways to the problems that you were having because that was the tools in her toolbox initially. Right. But, but right. once she reasoned it out, she was like, okay, I, all right, this is, this is right. it, you know? So I think that, that yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally okay to, to, to be unsure about something. As long as you're open-minded to change, it's like, it's like gay people, you know, like, uh, I love gay people. 
I have nothing against them. Honestly, I used to work a gay day for like two years. I, some of my good friends are gay, right? But mm-hmm. you have to, you know, there's levels to certain things that me as a heterosexual male that I can entertain or or accept. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you have to be open-minded in the places that are human. And there are also places where you can just be like, that ain't my thing. And I'm, a, I'm not going to, you know, entertain yeah. it that way. It's the same thing with, with, with people. You know, I know that's a bride. I said that bad, but I, I knew what I was trying to say. Like, like, people just have to be open-minded. That's with, with a lot of things. I think that's the problem with, with, with racism. You know, it's a, it's a closed-minded state. You can't yeah. try to see someone's perspective or their point of view. And then that's why I said, like, the gay thing. Like, you have to be open-minded to, like, somebody's concept of their love and what they like. You know, I think what's hard is people don't understand specific things because they don't know really much about it. You know, for me, I grew up with gay friends, you know, um, you know, my middle son, he's gay. I known he was gay for a long time. Um, you know, it, so I've, I've, I've always been accepting of, of gay people and their lifestyle and how they live and yada, right. yada. But the one thing I don't have on, really, a huge understanding of is this whole non-binary kind of no right. non-gender right. thing i right. haven't had a lot of experience right. that so i feel That's like sometimes saying. like yes. the dick you know like the uh i don't understand gay people i feel like i'm like that right. with the fucking <laughs> under you know trying to figure out like the whole i don't have a gender thing that shit right. fucking pops my head i don't get it i don't get it that's, I don't, the, that's the best version of that nick that's excellent i'm glad you said that's literally like yeah what, like if i that was what i was trying to think of but can think like yeah. my friend his his child mm-hmm. Uh, I met her. I mean, I met them as as <laughs> <There you> <laughs> a, as a her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she, they were still addressing themselves as a her. Do you see what I'm doing right now? Like this yeah, I is see what I'm doing. Yep. This is, yep. Yeah, they, she's them. struggling, man. You're they, struggling. Exactly. And and yeah. it's not on yeah. purpose. It's not like I'm trying to put put them in a box. This is just something that's hard for me, but I'm trying. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. exactly need to do. With, I'm trying to understand with, it. Um, I'm never mean about it, though. I'm never right. shitty about it. I don't think that that they or them should be treated any differently than anybody yeah. else. I'm not. Right. I just don't fully understand it. You know what, what I mean? What you guys are talking about is that during the Joe Biden campaign, uh, you know, of course, they had as one of the only actual walking, breathing elected Democrats in Southwest Florida. Well, they they kind of like us. Let's, let's get him on there. And of course, everybody else on this big Zoom call. They were 22, maybe, right? And so mm-hmm. this whole, it was pretty formal, and there was a lot of people on there, and I was like, you know, they want me to I'm, come in and I'm give I'm actually a here. I am not a cat. <laughs> well, yeah, they were, and of course they were like, they go, uh, the introductions, and I'm going to stumble over this and make piss somebody off really bad because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I had no idea that it was like a thing. It was like... Oh, hi, my name's so-and-so. I identify as I, or it was identify or I answer to they or them or, but there was not just two of them. There was like, there's like a list of like 10 different ways to, and and what it was about, I'm not, I'm not mocking it. It's just, you know, for me, it was confusing because I, I didn't know. And they Mm -hmm. were like, you know, this is, they, what they were saying was, this is what's okay. uh, This is how it's okay to refer to me. So that when you say, Hey, what was what is he doing? Or you didn't you don't I don't want you to say that. I want you to say they or them. And I I didn't know about that. Yeah, Neil made such a tits comment last night. It was perfect. 
and and it was very rare that Neil actually connects these things sometimes because he's brilliant, but he's kind of dense sometimes too. I love my brother. He really is brilliant. But mm. he uh, he was talking about aliens. Remember Aliens Part 2? And remember they're sitting at the table. The best aliens. Yep. They're sitting at the table, James Cameron's aliens. And they're sitting at the table. They just woke up and Burke is sitting there with the lieutenant uh, and with Bishop the android and with the, the main star, um, Sigourney Weaver's character. And they're sitting there, and all of a sudden, she's like, she looks at Bishop. She realizes he cut his finger, and she says, "I had no idea that there was a or a synthetic on board. Uh, why didn't you tell me there's a synthetic?" And then Burke, the one guy, is like, "Oh well, it's common practice to have you know an android on board." And then Bishop goes, "I prefer the term artificial person." And then Burke uh, automatically goes, "You know, we we've been traveling with androids, or I'm sorry, artificial person." And boom, that was it right there, Bishop. Dis, uh, he expressed what he preferred to be labeled as. That was his preferred. Mm-hmm. And Burke, as conservative of a dick, crazy person as he was, even had the fucking knowledge to be like, oh, wait, he already corrected me. I'm going to use what his terminology that he wants to be called. So You know what that's called? Right. Respect. <laughs> yeah, Open exactly. mi- Open-mindedness. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's like the general topic of like how we got here. Like That's yeah. as far as my like the things that I want from people with my situation and you know what I think is more necessary for black people as a whole, like for people to give black people is just open mindedness. Like give 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 black people just the same open mindedness that you give any other human. You know, like don't have it like like you didn't have a verdict, Nick. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. the that's the principle. Try to try to meet us exactly where you want to be met at. The same yeah. way like with with non-binaries and stuff like it, we don't fully grasp it. No, but it's 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 only fair that we meet them where they want. But to be I'm going to respect what they what they prefer uh, to be. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's right. it's old knowledge. It's not like you know I, we never invent any of this shit. We really don't. We don't invent the bad stuff, and we don't invent the good stuff either because it's been known for a long time. What? How did they used to put it? A long time ago, people even older than me, you should walk a mile in the other guy's shoes before you judge him, man. Yeah. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. you shouldn't judge him, period. But yeah, walk a while in that guy's shoes before you start making up your mind. Yeah, that's that's sort of respecting the other person. Respecting and, you the know, other. And systematically, we need to start doing that too. You know, I, 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 and this is the last thing I kind of want to just discuss real quick before we get too far on time here. Um, just the idea that like, you know, I I mean, I know, I know what the difference is. If I, if team, if you and I both got arrested simultaneously, same towns for the same fucking crime, I know that chances are you're probably going to get a shittier sentence than I am. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way systematically it's been, our judicial system has been set up and it's true. This is a fact. It's not. It's not made up. It's not just the judicial system. I was no. Actually I mean, it's, it's everything. Go, really, go to this topic yep. because yeah. it's 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 the system for black people as a whole. Like the the point that I was making prior to like me with the neighborhood. Unfortunately, like black people are systemically and mentally oppressed. I, something that I used to hear growing up my whole life is, "Why do you talk so white?" Yeah. This is just me talking educated. But black people have been systemically and mentally oppressed to think that talking educated is white, right? Now, I'm, I'm saying that to go into a further statement, mm-hmm. is 
black people have to work 10 times harder to be respected for the same things that other races accomplish. I'm not, I'm not saying all like, like people of color all struggle, you know, whether, you know, Spanish or whatever, but black people, like we're, we're considered coarse, hard, like, you know, rough, like people are intimidated by black people. A lot of times, if God forbid you have locks or something in the workforce, mm-hmm. and muscles, you you, you can't be like anything more than just like a heavy lifter or something, you know, like, that's something just to, just to bounce off the whole sentencing thing. It's the same thing in the workforce, especially yeah. for black women. You know, like black people are so oppressed that their their oppression has started to make them oppress each other. You know, I've like noticed they, that. They I've started. noticed that within like a lot of black communities. You know, uh, right. I used to work. Yeah. I used to work with a kitchen manager. I'm not going to say his name. I didn't. I just not listen to our show, but I'm just, I'm going to respect him like that. But. I mean, he was uh, he was a black dude, and he dated pretty much only white girls, and he was really mm. racist against black women, like really. And I know it sounds weird considering he is black, but he was re- no. he would he was really shitty when it came to black women. I mean, he really was. It that energy is it. That's a whole another topic, to be honest, because like, I guess I'll get into it. So, <laughs> you you know, my last two girlfriends have been white, and that's yeah. not like a preference that I had. You know, it just happened that way you know what i mean like i love i don't have a type like i just i like what i like honestly if your face is pretty and that ass is thick and a good personality <laughs> do it. i, I do feel it. the same my wife exact says way. the same thing about me man it's not it's, you know but like i don't imagine laurie walking up to you being like that ass is pretty that, that ass is thick nice. man <laughs> and that face is oh never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know but like because of how oppressed black people have been and they started to do the crab in a barrel thing, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. me, somebody that loves, genuinely actually loves black people and wants nothing but the most for them and all people. Mm-hmm. I like, let's say like I finally reached the heights that I want to for myself and I'm with my girlfriend that I have now. She's white, right? Yeah. You see the way I talk about black people. Mm-hmm. My, my opinion and my feelings on black issues may not go as respected because I'm a sellout, you know, because I date a white girl. Mm-hmm. They'll assume that they'll assume that. I mean, that's a thing that's in the black all, community, right? Like they, that's the thing. There, right? there, there are some men that are actually, yeah, they are like, just like you said, that guy, yeah. that manager, he's a mm-hmm. sellout, you know, but like, that's not the case for all black men that end up with white women. And, you know, like, it, yeah, I hate the term, I don't see color, but it's also relative in places. You know, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I used to say that before it was a thing for racists to fall back onto. Because it genuinely, right, right. my whole life, that was kind of how mm-hmm. I was. When I, when I right. grew up, you can ask my dad. We had, we had Mexican friends. We had two black friends that used to hang out. He used to sing in my, he used to sing in my band. This uh, right. black guy, Wes, that used to be, he used to come crash at our house and sing in my band. Uh, he was an excellent guitar player. Like We just we didn't see color when we were growing up and into my... 20s i just i never it was never like all oh, that dude's black or that dude's you know mm-hmm. it, it was just that's my friend you know what i mean that was your heart that was your heart yeah and that's that's it the 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 real point of that statement is very genuine and good i don't think it's wrong but like you said it's been corrupted unfortunately but just like most, from most the things place, yes you know because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I just think that's that's an issue you know like i think i think the the issues in the black community are so deep-rooted that it would just take way more and, and right now unfortunately like yeah like there's a lot of changes happening but 
we live in such a like cancel culture and emotionally run society now that mm-hmm. nobody really actually takes the time to do their research and, and assess what they're really feeling. And black people, unfortunately, have of all the races, I don't care what anyone says. I'm sorry if this offends anybody black that watched this, but black people have the crab in the barrel syndrome the worst of any race. It's unfortunate. I I wish it wasn't something that I believe, but it's true. You know, like it's true. You know, I want, I wish we did lift ourselves up more. And I think, I think it, it is happening more. I do see it it more and more. I think it does, you know, and especially with your YouTube channel and stuff like that, you've been really doing a lot of that too. But I'm, if that's not just, but see, that's, that's how you do it though. Cause that, it's not just for black people. It's for people. That's yeah. where you start uplifting black people. When you show people that we're all the same, you know, like intelligence wise in the way we love, we care the way we, we just want, if we want that, we have to act like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to act like, yeah, not, 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 you know what I'm saying? Not separating ourselves from our race, but just becoming one, so, you know, like, but, you like, know, at, and, and I, to dive into that a little bit, I mean, the only thing, not the only thing, but I would say that part of me is, is you know, when I try to step into, you know, a, a black person's shoes and I start thinking about, well, why why would somebody feel like this? Why would somebody feel like that? It doesn't take me long to figure out, holy shit, I would friggin' hate anybody white. I mean, I, I mean, really quick, like, I would be, I mean, I really go there. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just like, you know, oh my God, when I think of the history and, and the way people treat, you know, uh, it's, I gotta tell you, for somebody to have as positive an attitude as you, you know, right now, I mean, just, it's a testament to you, though, I gotta tell you. No. And to anybody, I gotta it, tell you. I think the reality Because we're is assholes. That, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're just, white people are assholes. I'm a, that's And apparently, like. according, according to, and according to, to so, uh, other black people on other podcasts I've been listening to, it's pretty funny on Tom Segura. Apparently, we smell like wet dogs, too. So You guys do. You guys do. You guys smell yeah, like wet dogs. And, and you get milk breath sometimes. It's weird. Yeah, we do. And let me, let me tell you when the first time I thought that. I, w- I was a superintendent on a job there in Golden Gate. This, is, this has been a long time ago. This is, this is just after you guys were born. My sons were born. So it's like 40 years ago, maybe, or something like that. And I was a single dad. I would go to work. I was superintendent on a job, and it was me and my crew. Joe Schneider was kind of a hippie guy. He was one of them. Our last and it was a bunch of guys yep. that, 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 that a bunch of black guys from, from uh, that came to work. They all came to. I think they're all related. They were like brothers, cousins, and stuff like that. Because once you could find one person in a family, it didn't matter if they're a person in LaBelle or a bunch of people who live over here. But you know, once you you kind of find this whole group of people that you can rely on. Right now, at work, I've got a bunch of rednecks working for me because I found one guy in that neighborhood, and he brought all his friends. So this time it was. It but was you had a, you've had you had Mexican dudes before. They were like a whole yeah, family. Of Mexican yeah, yeah. It dudes just were, it just happens like that yeah. kind of osmosis. And so so anyway, this time it was it was there, and I was in Golden Gate, and I was building bridges, and you know we were all working together, and we we're pulling down scaffolding. It was really hard work, and it, it had been like eight guys, you know, me and uh, eight eight black guys, and so anyway, so we we. And so all of a sudden, a big thunderstorm came along, and we all got in this big trailer. And I, I told this story to my, uh, my wife a couple of years ago. I said, I said there, and we were all piled in that trailer. And you know what? One guy stunk in there, and it was me. You could tell. <laughs> you could tell. And it was kind of like oh, they were all stepping away from you. <laughs> they were I'm all a like stinky guy. backing away from I you. Didn't, I didn't think I stunk, but but you, I could tell. You can tell when eight <laughs> other people think you stink. 
Because they Everybody like, has a smell, though. Everybody like, oh, smell. damn. <laughs> okay. I probably had that conversation afterwards. Did you smell that son of a bitch? Oh. <laughs> hey, uh, I got to cut this uh, real quick. Um, last question I want to ask you, dude. Two two things. Uh, damn it. I wanted to just real, keep it quick. Keep it quick. <laughs> Um, why, why was it okay for Robert Downey Jr. to do blackface in Tropic Thunder? Okay. I love that question. I love that question. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's, that goes back to like, what the fuck I just said. Like, like we live in such a cancel culture, like sensitive ass society. Like mm-hmm. I, this is, this is my problem with some black people. And I genuinely mean this. like, do your research, acknowledge someone's energy and just stop being fucking extra. Like we, one, when, when that movie came out, I was so young yeah. that I didn't even acknowledge blackface. Like, I didn't, I didn't know about it then, right? Yeah. But also, Robert Downey played that role so non-maliciously. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> so, like, mocking black people at all. It was, but it, like... It, it was, but just, in a, it was in a soft way. It was, it was in a soft-hearted like, way. It was, it was, like, it was funny. Like, it was, like, especially <laughs> because of the dynamic between him and Even the uh, other Brandon black dude? Jackson. Yeah. It was, it was, it was excellent. Like, it was, it was supposed to, like, you think it's how all black, black people issues. talk? I love that. And then Robert Downey Jr. is just looking at him, like, all crazy, like, just right. Like, <laughs> it, was, it, it was very well written. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like, like, one of those, like, coon movies from back in the day. Like, it was, yeah. Like, if, if you, if you look up Jamie Foxx's response to the same question, we, I felt the same way. I was like, it was fucking hilarious. Like, he yeah. killed that shit. Like, it's Robert yeah. Downey, it's Iron Man. And yeah. I'm not saying, like, <sighs> rich white people get to like shit on black people, but I don't, I didn't feel like nothing about that felt malicious. Like I, I was still like Robert Downey loves black people. That's honestly what yeah. I got. He loves black people. Here's a simple answer. Here's a simple answer because he was a white dude playing a black dude, playing a white dude. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a dude playing another dude trying to be another guy. <laughs> no. That was a great question. Yeah. Like for sure. Well, uh, d- uh, Tenth house. Do you want to promote anything real quick before we bounce? Uh, I mean, my name is the 10th house on YouTube or it's, it's call me 10. If you, if you guys like go in there and check out my videos, watch them all the way through, like share, subscribe, good content. You know, mm-hmm. other than that, uh, if you like lo-fi too, I make a lot of lo-fi beats right now. I'm Preston on loves lo-fi. Preston loves you know lo-fi. <laughs> Pete that, Pete it, meal prep. Uh, there's three volumes out of lo-fi diet. Other than that, you know, that's really it. I'm not, not into the social or whatever. So well, cool, man. Well, thank you very much for coming on. We really enjoyed having you as a guest, man. Um, yeah, man. It was a pleasure. Anytime, anytime. I, I feel like we didn't get to cover as many grounds it's as you a, It's to. a pleasure to meet you, Tim. Yeah, bro. Like, you, it, it makes sense that you're next dad. Goodbye. Oh, Goodbye. That's, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, for, bro. For I'll, sure. let you, I'll let you slide with that one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Awesome. And uh, just a couple of things. We want to make sure you check out a couple of things on Instagram. We have an Instagram on there. Never go full Nelson. Definitely give us a follow on never, never go full Nelson on Facebook. Give us a like and a follow there. And uh, make sure you check out some of the other Dark Waters podcasts we've got going on. The Record of Mortimus just dropped its last season or episode of that season. So go to Record of Mortimus, search that. That's my other podcast. I host and, and run that podcast. And then, um, you know, just keep, keep in touch with us. We'll, we'll be posting more pictures and, and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll catch you in two weeks. This episode was produced by Dark Waters, executive produced by Ben Nelson Jr., edited, mixed, and mastered by Preston Hardwick, and the outro song also done by Preston. Peace.
It's as big as your thigh. <laughs>